1: Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks podcast. I'm Jim Haney. And I'm Leah Wetzel. And today we have another guest joining us. Why don't you introduce yourself?
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Mandy Nunes. Glad to be here.
1: So today there's three of us on, and we're going to be talking about uh, navigating the holidays in recovery that time of year folks and we have all these holidays happening lots of family get-togethers you might have a a spouse or a partner that has also holiday things uh with their family or their uh their work there they could have a workplace celebration and so how do we as people in recovery how do we navigate these uh challenges that might come up how do we do it and stay true to ourselves, and it can be challenging because it's extended. It's not a one-time thing. It's over a period of you know, a couple of months kind of starts, I'm gonna say mid-november and runs through the Thanksgiving thing. You might even have a long protracted Thanksgiving weekend into December. There might be all these holiday parties, holiday get togethers. Then we have Christmas, we have New Year's, uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, then mix Um, in, if you have sports fans, right, then there's Super Bowl kind of stuff and playoff kind of stuff that gets sort of mixed into all that. I look at it like there's kind of a two month period of lots of pressure and lots of stress for a person in recovery that if you're not in recovery, you might not even think twice about it. But I think for us, it's an issue it can be an issue it can be challenging so we thought we would talk about that
0: yeah i think it's a great great topic to discuss and it's something i i feel like i've discussed throughout my recovery with different people whether it be you know in the 12 step community or as a peer support specialist i've done i remember doing groups on this near the holidays when i was working for the treatment courts like how, how do we navigate this kind of season with all of the stress that the holidays bring, not, not just not being in, not even being in recovery, all the stress of all of your family and all of the cooking and the financial, you know, stress and burden of Christmas and buying gifts for everybody. And, you know, then new years and friendships and all of the different you know, work parties and friends parties and new year's Eve parties. And it can be a lot. It can be a lot, especially for somebody in early recovery. But I mean, even now um, we talked about seasonal change last week, Leah and I met and talked about seasonal change. And for me, these, these two things, the seasonal, seasonal depression, seasonal anxiety, and then navigating the holidays and recovery are very intertwined for me. Those two things affect each other for me a lot.
2: Yeah. I get that. Last year we did a podcast and we talked about the importance of how we support individuals in recovery. A lot of times people that aren't one of us, they don't quite understand it on top of, behavioral health on top of substance abuse and then dealing with um Aunt Susie, you know, who <laughs> I got that name from you.
1: <laughs> who gets a little tipsy, who gets a yeah. little tipsy, right, right. Right. And she's come on, you know, have a drink with me. Come on, right? Yeah. 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 You know, Mandy, you threw something extra in there. With the uh, the gift giving, that's another thing, I, you know, when you said that, I sort of reflected back quickly on the early days in my recovery and not having money to, you know, really even support myself, let alone do the gift giving. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of just general pressure for people, causes a lot of anxiety buying the right gift the money saving the money you know it's holiday season you want to get everybody something nice have that special christmas morning that's a good point there's actually that factor in there also and it makes me think you know when we're not healthy yeah we go out and we take the credit card and we buy a bunch of stuff we're sort of irresponsible with it right and we and we sort of buy a bunch of things that we really can't afford because we want to make somebody else's day.
0: Absolutely. Or for for me, um, when I wasn't healthy, I didn't have a I didn't have a credit card, so I would have spent irresponsibly if I had one. But I mm-hmm. didn't have one, and so honestly, there was a lot of taking things that weren't mine to take
3: mm. to be
0: able to provide those gifts. And so the holidays can actually be a really big trigger for people who have struggled with shoplifting Mm, because sometimes that's even when you're in early recovery those behaviors they were effective at one point in time they may not have been healthy they may have been destructive but they were effective ways to get our needs met or to meet the needs of others and so that can be a trigger that was a trigger for me in early recovery was wanting to be able to provide things for people that I didn't have means to attain. And so it was a thought. It wasn't something I acted on because I had a lot of support in the recovery community and people that I was accountable to. But sometimes that seems like an effective means to an end. And so Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm.
0: I had accountability partners at that point in time. I wouldn't go into Mm -hmm. a store by myself. Um, just because I didn't trust myself to make, you know, the right choice mm-hmm. and the holidays were the worst for that for me.
2: Black Friday and yeah, all of that. I mean, things I, cause I'm only four and a half years in recovery. And I think that how things were when I was still in active addiction, a lot was depended on. Stuff stolen stuff products and um, hygiene clothes that type of thing so I could Mm -hmm. see where like Black Friday or all of that could be could be tough Mm.
3: yeah
0: yeah and I don't think we think about that a lot unless that was a part of our life or our story but I I think it is a part of a lot of people's life and story and that can be it can be a whole different set of challenges um over and above the ones that we kind of already brought up in the beginning of the family and you know drinking and all of that like there's that whole separate kind of behavior relapse triggers that go into Mm -hmm. holiday seasons
1: yeah and i think that the it's it's sort of like uh I think for a lot of people, my experience has been it's like, oh, it's the holiday season. So being excessive or doing those things can get sort of excused away because, oh, it's a celebration. It's a, you know, right. And there's, there's all that sort of pressure that everybody I think feels, most people, maybe I should say everybody, most people feel. But then if you have any sort of Lack of boundaries, any sort of substance use, any sort of, it just sort of bleeds into this bad place of just, right? And and most people in recovery have been in those situations where you're at a holiday celebration and, we, you know, Aunt Susie or, you know, whoever starts, <clears throat> you know, they've had a little too much and they start pressuring you. And it just that sort of behavior, the whole thing, right? It just sort of lends itself to that and um, and can set some pretty poor precedents for those the series of holidays that are happening. And then it's like I can remember that you know there was a time where it's like sometimes I, I couldn't be a part of that, or I could only be there for a certain period of time. Like I could go to I could go to a dinner uh like a thanksgiving dinner but then kind of like after dinner i need to leave
2: because because
1: that's when it things start to go in my opinion sort of downhill (laughs) you know and right Right. because now people have had the wine at dinner and few drinks in them and you know right but then that creates a whole nother thing because you got this other holiday you have these other holiday celebrations coming it's like Oh, am I going to go to that now? I feel awkward. Yeah. You know, right. Cause now there's like a second thing and then there's like, Oh yeah, we're having this other celebration and you know, or, 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 or it could be a partner, you know, a spouse or a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, maybe it's their family and their family's not in tune with recovery and wellness and right. And things are more acceptable. I mean, growing up in my family, part of my family, uh you know drinking even as a kid I mean that was like totally accepted like the guys are doing a holiday shot like you're doing a shot you're you're a kid and and you're doing a shot with the family like that was you weren't you weren't getting out of that that wasn't you know was like part of being a man kind of a thing like
2: Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, I mean, it just and then once that sort of starts, that sort of behavior starts and those traditions sort of set in, then that becomes the thing every year. So for me, when I got into recovery and it was like, no, there was a lot of pressure there from people. Oh, come on. You know, one drink isn't going to hurt you, you know.
0: Yeah. 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 I relate to that a lot. Actually, I I think. You know, I, my family growing up um, and even into adulthood, we, I would say that the vast majority of the people in my family, my mom's side of the family, not all of them, but, but all of the ones that I was around a lot, um, all have uh, some form of kind of substance use and or mental health stuff. Um and uh, untreated or at least back then you know mm-hmm. so there was lots of um, alcohol and substance use and general kind of toxicity mm-hmm. um, that was very normal for me but I know that when I got into recovery like the first gosh I don't know probably three years um I had to have I think the first couple of years I brought somebody with me that was mm. also in recovery, like a sponsor or mm. a friend who I felt like was solid in their recovery.
1: That's smart.
0: And told mm. them kind of I <laughs> I <laughs> you, you, the you dynamic prepped them. yes you prepped them, you prepped them up.
3: I, I see where this is going. Best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The dynamic you know but but somebody that I was connected to that was supportive that would keep me accountable but also that I could have you know that look across the room with when things start getting out of hand you don't even mm-hmm. need to talk you can just give each other a look and go this is time it's time to go <laughs> yeah Same. yeah yep. or nice I would have. yeah or I would have you know somebody call text somebody like hey can you call me and have an emergency you know like the bad day kind of thing like um (laughs) it just gets it just gets awkward and uncomfortable and I think sometimes it's also awkward and uncomfortable for them too they they don't I don't always, I like to believe that they don't always have these, you know, bad intentions that they want us to trash our lives again, or that they want right, us to not right, be right, well. Right. It's normal for them. And they don't always know how yeah. to support us. And so yeah. sometimes it's just easiest to like, how do I protect myself and also not make them feel
2: awful for the fact mm-hmm. that this isn't a comfortable thing for me? Right right for my family a lot of times they're sick themselves right so right they don't they don't even comprehend that what they're what what's going on how it's affecting anybody else
3: mm-hmm.
2: my kids and i we just start a lot after my stepdad passed away my dad passed away we just started building our own holiday traditions and
3: Mm
2: -hmm. things that we did Um, Mm -hmm. you know there's been a few times where we there's been family get togethers and I've known since I was little my mom's the oldest out of five sisters on that side there's always a lot of drama and so I'm hesitant to really be involved with much of it Mm -hmm. but it's nice when I have like my cousin Mary or, or Kelly, she came up, my cousin Kelly is in California, she came up a couple of years ago, and we had a family get together, and I go to go to an AA meeting, because I, I stayed for the food, and then I left, like what mm-hmm. you were saying,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, made sure I had my own ride, you know, my own vehicle, my own way to leave, yep. and I go to my AA home group, and there she is. She's like, I couldn't handle it either. So we're both in there for for uh, I think it was Christmas or, and maybe it was Thanksgiving, but yeah, you gotta have a plan A, B, and sometimes C. Yeah,
1: yeah, plan. I mean, you you both talked about that. I think a plan is key. One of the things I remember doing also was uh, I would bring something that I wanted to drink and not leaving it to, right? You go to a holiday thing with family. Oh yeah, we got all kinds of alcohol, and you know, right? And making sure I bring something. And yeah, I mean, I would bring like, you know, club soda or something, you know, and just, Something that I could I could hold a drink in my hand and have it. Part of it's a nervous thing, but also at least if you're holding a cup of something, people are less likely to push other drinks on you, right? Like you're you're drinking something. If you're standing there with no drink, then people are like, "Oh, you need a drink," you know? It's sort of this, right? They think they're being accommodating. To it all. And then, yeah, and then I think, and then the drama, also, you're both sort of talking about that with families in general. You don't have to be in recovery. Aww. There's typically a lot of drama, and maybe you haven't seen people for a while or, you know, that sort of thing. So <clears throat> there can be a lot of that. But I love the ideas of, uh, you know, leaving, going to a meeting, having somebody call you. Those are good. And, you know the the it comes down to if you don't think you can handle it and you don't have to go to these things yeah right you don't you don't have to or like leah i love your thing where it's like we start our own traditions you know and you know maybe it's a smaller thing maybe you know auntie isn't there you
2: know, know, right?
1: Like, you know, maybe it isn't, you know, or maybe it looks different. Maybe it, maybe it's earlier in the day. Maybe it's a brunch, you know, people are less likely, you know, to get into drugs and alcohol at a brunch than they are at a dinner and then into the evening, you know, like there's adjustments you can make that way. And I know for me over the years, I've made it more about the food, more and more about the food, um, preparing food, cooking food, making special things that Mm. I only make during the holiday season.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And, And exactly. That's exactly it. I'm not sitting around with the guys, the, you know, right. And watching the game on Thanksgiving, I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking and I'm busy and it keeps me active. It keeps my mind focused on that. And it's my new tradition. You know, it's, it's not new anymore for me doing it so long, but I'm more focused on the food part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I think I, I like both of those ideas and I think I've applied both of those to my life as well. You know, now that, you know, I'm in a relationship and my partner has kids, we have kids together in our home, you know there is a you are able to when you have kids it's one of the luxuries I think sometimes of having a family is that you do get to go like make your own traditions and decide like I'm actually not going to come to that function we're having our own Mm -hmm. Um, and you have a little bit more control over who mm-hmm. comes and who doesn't mm-hmm. and when it is and where it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that without kids, but I think people receive it more naturally when yes. you have your own kids at home. So it's not this awkward conversation.
2: Yeah. I think so, too. Like, there's a respect factor. There's kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People
0: are like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, your kids are getting older. You're going to start doing your own thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This yeah. This will be my first holiday season since my grandma passed. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of, a lot of the stuff that, you know, I did during the holidays took place at my grandma's house and revolved around, you know, her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the family getting together with her. Mm -hmm. And so there's that challenge too, of Mm -hmm. coping Mm -hmm. through grief and loss when your traditions change, not because you wanted them
1: to. Yeah, somebody passed away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that'll be, it'll be an
2: interesting year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's where making new traditions is even more important. That's what you were saying, Leah. Yeah. Right.
2: That's how I started
1: these new traditions because you had to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I
2: had to. Um, We lost, gosh, the holidays haven't been the same for a while in my immediate family because we've had a lot of loss. And so, and there's a lot of behavioral health going on. So, you know, some some years my mom was just too depressed to get out of bed and so mm-hmm. my stepdad would be up cooking and trying to make it like everything's okay and mm-hmm. I, and I get it. Grandmas are like the glue to a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grandmas are grandmas and especially grandmas, they're glue to the mm-hmm. family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I lost mine at a really young age, and it it still affects the whole family today, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's hard. And Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, I think it'll be, I think it's important for me to remember as I, you know, go through this holiday season that it's okay to be sad and to cry and to Mm -hmm. let myself feel the grief and not push it away because I'm mm-hmm. real real good at not feeling the stuff and pushing it mm-hmm. away. I think at holidays it's a little harder for me to do that because we I'm so sentimental like around Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff and so I think it'll be good to mm-hmm. to let myself feel that and I think I'm in a really good place with the people that I do have around me mm-hmm. to be able to do that in a healthy
1: way yeah that's good yeah yeah and i i think the other the other thing i know that i do is um yeah i i i mean it's been a long time since i've been in early recovery so i've had a lot of years sort of practicing the holiday thing but i i view it so different now i mean i like you know i'm thinking about you know if you're out there and you're listening I don't you know it it just it evolves and just to allow it to evolve and be mindful of the holiday season and have a plan and think about it and take time for yourself and pretty much every holiday year I you know there's all these holiday sales especially once you get to Black Friday from then to you know Christmas New Year's that sort of thing and I and I have this thing now where I, you know, I'll I'll get myself something like a new set of towels or, you know, a uh, new set of sheets for the bed or something, you know, something I wouldn't normally go buy. But it's like, it's a wonderful time to buy those kinds of things because they're all on sale <laughs> and there's right. these massive, there's these massive sales. But but I sort of mark that as that's like a tradition that I've integrated now, you know, like. I don't buy those things really throughout the year and I sort of wait until the holiday season and then it's like oh yeah what would I like to get for the house now you know I mean I say it's for me but you know it's it's for the house it's something you're going to use for years and those are things that I've done the last number of years and and I think that that's perfectly fine for people to sort of mark the holiday that way, because we've been talking about getting together with families, but there's a lot of people who don't have big families to get together with. And so, right. So if you're one of those people, you know, it's okay. You can like, you know, stuff is like really on sale. And if you have the money and you want to get yourself something, I don't think you have to feel guilty about that and feel like, oh, this is the season of giving, you know, I'm saying that with air quotes, right? Like, you know, it's like, you can do that and create your own sort of tradition to, you know, that you can start and and maybe you don't have a big family or maybe you don't have very much money. So maybe it's something small, maybe it's, you know, right? Like, <clears throat> whatever that's going to be for you making a You know making a pie like you know you're going to a holiday thing you know maybe it's instead of just buying a Marie Callender's pumpkin pie maybe you 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 make make you make one and and it's not that hard to do like it's not you know you just look up on the internet find the ingredients maybe that's what you you give and that becomes your thing every year it's like oh Jim that pie was really good you're gonna make that again this year you know or it's a salad or mashed potatoes or something you know like you can pick something like that and it can become your thing every year and you have this little celebration maybe you make a certain meal or you know you make a certain dish whatever I think that's another way to approach it because the holidays are they're hard for everybody and I think for us in recovery there's these added challenges that
2: yeah
1: yeah our
2: first year um being a family together we were in the family living center and we volunteered we gave back and then so when it was our first year in our own home we went Mm -hmm. back to that place and we gave back you know we, we still do i just brought a bag of those um the covid kits oh yeah. I had a, a big bag of left. I'm like, yeah. let's yeah. get them out of here and take them down there. You know, that's yeah. kind of been my place yep. to give back. And you know, when we didn't have much money, right? That was our way of of giving back, or
3: yeah,
2: baking things or DIYing things or, yeah. You know, yeah, you can
0: volunteer. I I know. Yep. I mean, I. I have experienced my share of homelessness in life and benefited greatly from the resources that we have here in Billings when I was homeless. And so there were times in early recovery that I did. I went and volunteered um, during the holiday season at those same Mm -hmm. places. And Mm -hmm. um, I think another option, too, especially if you don't have a lot of family or your family isn't healthy and you struggle with substance use most of the 12 step communities the aa and na and stuff have meetings and they have recovery thanksgiving parties recovery christmas parties um, right. and open their doors to include people that don't right. have that so they can still have that fellowship and and yeah you know the festivities without the pressure yeah, um, so that's a good option too. I did a lot of those too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I ran my drop-in center, we always did a holiday, uh, Thanksgiving and a Christmas. We would do it either like Christmas Eve or the day before. And then the Thanksgiving, I can remember us. I don't think we ever did it on Thanksgiving. I think it was either the Wednesday before or maybe the Friday right after one of the two. And we even did the, um, the secret Santa thing, you know, where you you put your name in the hat and you say the limit is five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. You put your name in the hat, you pick a name. If you put your name in, you got to pick a name. And then, you know, when Christmas comes, you, <clears throat> you have a gift for somebody. And, you know, that might be the only gift that that person is getting that year. Or it might be the only gift you're getting that year. You yeah. know, it, it works both ways. And so, yeah, yeah, that's a great suggestion um, because most um, recovery uh, programs, 12-step programs, drop-in centers do stuff like that around the holidays um, as a as a sober, clean and sober sort of option, a healthy option.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was really blessed too in early recovery. I think the first couple of years I lived at um, a sober living house home and so we i got to experience a lot of you know that family like community and that kind of stuff sober without the pressure Mm -hmm. just in the sober living home we did you know thanksgiving dinner and christmas dinner and gifts and went and looked at lights together and Mm -hmm. and so that was really good for me to have Mm -hmm. that safe space and to see what that looked like with a group of people um that we're not drinking and using, and so right. that also can be a good option. And I know a lot of times, even if somebody's not necessarily in sober living, a lot of times they'll allow you know residents. So if you have friends and stuff in sober living residents, I was able to bring some of my sober friends to be able to experiencing that, experience that. So I think there's options
3: mm-hmm.
1: out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and don't be afraid to. You know, double up on your counseling appointments if you need to. Mm You know, if you got stuff, if you got stuff going on, talk to your counselor and just say, Hey, can we do can we do a couple extra sessions instead of going the other direction, which is oh, the week of Thanksgiving we won't meet. I say double up. Like you should, you know, you should really think about that because it can be a very triggering time for people. And these are your tools in your toolbox. All these things we're talking about, right, are the things that we have found to be effective. And if you're listening out there, I highly encourage you to think about, you know, put together a plan. Don't just go into it blind and go show up at Aunt Sally's get together, you know, really think about it all and how are you gonna approach the holidays and, you know, what what are you gonna do? Um, and who do you have for supports? And don't don't just drop your support system for the couple of months as we go into this big big holiday season. Um <clears throat> and start your own traditions. You know? Yeah. I mean that's that's important. And yep. you know, uh year by year they go by and pretty soon they become your new traditions and that's it and that you know and those old ways you let go of and the old things that you did or didn't do are, are gone so yeah yeah i agree well i want to say uh happy holidays to everybody listening and uh mandy it was great Great having you on. I know you've been getting involved with more and more podcasts, which is good.
0: Yes, i I love doing them. It's a lot of fun. I get I love having robust conversations about about this stuff. It matters and it's important for people to be able to hear and talk about and share about. And I'm grateful that I get to be a part of it.
2: Thank you to our listeners, and we hope you heard something today that you can take with you on your journey and. You know, you heard it from Jim and Mandy and I, you know, make a plan, keep your support system strengthened and tight, and it's okay to, like Jim said, double up on on appointments and Mm -hmm. that's important, it's important to take care of yourself
1: first. Absolutely, well said. All right, well... Check out Recovery Talks podcast from Montana's Peer Network each week. And thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Recovery works and recovery is possible.
0: Recovery works and
2: recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is
1: possible. (laughs) Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible.
0: Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.